Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, autumn-based beings, it's time for a cornucopia of lulls, patrons, that you make possible. Uh, it's time for Sleep With Me podcast, but you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about on your mind, that you say thoughts, feelings. So anything you're feeling physically, thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature. I'm going to go off topic and uh, get mixed up for sure. And so those are a couple things. I already got mixed up, actually. I was thinking about uh, something else popped in my brain, interrupted. This lulling, soothing thing interrupted. I'm not even kidding. I was just, I'll apologize to everybody listening. I have no idea what just, like, like I know what happened. Like, I just, uh, I I don't think I was dialing it in. My brain was telling me about this other thing. I got it. It started talking to me while I was talking. So it was telling me, hey, don't you have to do this later? And I listen, I apologize mainly for listening to it and saying, excuse me, I'm in the middle of recording an intro. I mean, I did realize that whenever I just went off topic, I said, excuse me, Scoots, uh, we, I don't even know where you're, you're not paying attention to what you're doing here. And that's really my most important job. I'm going to restart the intro, but uh, just in case you're new... I apologize. I apologize every once in a while because I get, you know, just like everybody, I get distracted. So this is a safe place. I'm here to take your mind off stuff and put you to sleep, but in a very indirect way. So whatever's keeping you awake, I'm going to try to take your mind off that. Like I said, whether it's thoughts, feelings, or physical sensations, obviously some th- I had some thoughts. They weren't even that intense. It was just pr- like some part of my planning, judgmental planning brain. JP, the old JP, J, judgmental, judgmental is just one word. The JPB, it put out an APB for uh, my attention. But so, where's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations keeping you awake? I'm going to take your mind off of that so you can fall asleep. And the way I do it is I send my voice across the deep dark night. I use lulling soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Hopefully I started restarted the intro in the right place because I don't I really don't know. So interesting. I mean when we're in a neutral place like I am now, I can say, wow, we're really uh you can be really distracted and I have no idea where you are. Even in a podcast you've recorded over a thousand times. And that's okay. I'm not saying it in a judgmental way. I'm saying, huh, that's interesting. Like I was in, like I was in a bit of a fog. I wasn't in a fog, though. I guess that's the only way to describe it. I was totally paying attention to someone else, my JPB brain. 
it, it was like I kind of said, I guess I'm repeating myself, but I said, okay, so what are we going to do about it? Because, okay, I'll be totally, I'll be more frank with you. There's an episode that was recorded that I was unhappy with the results. And so I said, what am I going to do about this? Uh, this was in, not in the moment, though. This is just on my general board of things to think about. And for some reason, my JPB brain so I just, I just waited and said, oh, perfect. Uh, now that I can I have your attention for a few minutes, this is the perfect time for us to discuss this. And I fell for <laughs> The funny thing is I fell for it. Like, instead of saying, could you wait till later when we're, like, walking the dog or trying to fall asleep? I said, nah, let's just talk about this now. I got a, I got a great idea. I've been thinking, we got to think about this because uh, it's unresolved. And I understand that part of you, JPB Brain. You want things to be resolved. But sometimes things have to wait, and that uh, can be tough. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm here to keep you company, too. Until the point when we have an opening in the schedule, which is probably at least three weeks away to get that taken care of. So let's try to look at that in two or three, two and a half weeks, okay? So if you're new here, though, so I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. Now, a few things to know uh, from a lot of uh, input I've gotten over, or feedback over the years. If you're skeptical or doubtful, that totally makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you be? If, if somebody's telling you they're going to put you to sleep and take your mind off stuff, of course you'd be skeptical or doubtful. So that's one thing I say. Well, that makes a lot of sense that you're skeptical or doubtful because, yeah, what am I saying? I'm going to put you to sleep. That doesn't make any sense. Or you've tried other things or you're like, this, this guy's just talking. Did he just apologize to his brain? Was he in, he was in a fugue, he may have been in a fugue, I wasn't in a fugue state. It just feels like a fugue state. There's also a part of me that's like trying to come up with metaphor, like excuses and metaphors at the same time. And I, I applaud that, I know. So, oh, so this is a podcast, it's very different. That's what I was saying. It takes two or three tries normally to get used to the show because of two things. This is a podcast you don't really listen to. You just to kind of barely pay attention or you listen to it in a loose, almost passive way, like a TV coming through the walls, or like a radio broadcast you could just barely hear, you know, carrying across a river or something. So that's one thing. It's a podcast you barely listen to. Also, does not put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company, and then all of a sudden you wake up tomorrow or you fall asleep. So I'm just here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your neighbor, or your or your boar your borber. I guess your borber would be who cuts your hair. Well, my borber. Whatever it is, I'm here to keep you company while you drift off uh, to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. So that can also take some getting used to. But that's also why the show's over an hour, is so you have plenty of time to fall asleep. I'm going to be here to keep you company whether you're awake or asleep. So if you can't sleep for whatever reason, I'm here for you. I'm here to barely keep you entertained. So those are two things that can throw new people off. Uh, what else can throw people off? Structure the show. But more importantly is why I make the show. I make it twofold. One, I have all those things, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, uh, 
waking up or whatever, all that stuff. So I know how it feels, and if I can help uh, alleviate some of that dread or bedtime anxiety, that would be my honor. But I also truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you can rest, where you could get comfortable, and you could fall asleep so that you could be rested tomorrow to live your life. That is very, very important. And if you can be in a place where you have some more resources tomorrow and then you start to have a bedtime routine and more and more resources and you can flourish, that is a good thing. That is like it makes our world a better place to live in. Your world's better. My world's better. Everybody's world's better when you're flourishing or just rested. So that's important to me. So that's why I make the show. Been there. And I know you deserve something, uh, some place of comfort. And if this podcast doesn't work for you, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. You can find out more. So so those are two things. Oh, the other thing that could throw new people off is the structure of the show. So let me run through that. This show is a very different structure than other podcasts. It starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, so you feel seen and welcomed in. Pretty important for a sleep podcast. Then there's uh, support, listener support and resources. And then there's the support for the show via Patreon and sponsors. Then there's the intro. And the intro is different than those two things. The intro is really a show within a show where I try to explain what the podcast is and then I am unsuccessful. And I go off topic, or in this case, I was already distracted. And I was in a state that was similar to a fugue state, but not a fugue state because I was talking and I wasn't in some general ether. I was ta- I was having a conference call with part of my brain. So like the, the, most of the intros, you say, how come you can't just explain your intro in like two sentences? I say, well, I'm not good. It's not my, like, not my style. Not my forte, or my forte is well forte, of course. And, uh, you know, it's just not something I'm good at. And it doesn't really, it's not conducive to this style of sleep podcast, because this is a style of sleep podcast that go, go, never gets started and is always running. But the real reason the intro goes on and on and on is for most listeners, it's a part of their wind down routine, whether they're getting ready for bed. They're doing some sort of mundane or chilled out activity or they're in bed. The intro is not the podcast proper, though for some listeners it is. Some people fall asleep during the intro, but it's like a, a lead in, a long lead in because you got your daytime, you got your pre-bedtime, then you have your wind down intro time. Because uh, at least for me, I don't just fall asleep. It takes uh, some prep and some winding down. And also, just to be honest, like the intro is kind of supposed to be fun. <laughs> supposed to be fun. Usually, it's not written with apologies. Uh, but even these apologies are fun. Where else do you get to apologize? Where else do I get to put my humanity on display? I mean, these like you see, that's a that's like a. a, a most mundane pieces of humanity I've ever seen. And I say, yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to go glam. You know, Hollywood does not give glamour to those parts of us where you say, hmm, probably should be doing this later. 
I mean, I'm sure some person's like, you got to mow the lawn in a week or two. And maybe you drift in, you know, drifting in and out of like thinking about mowing the lawn. Maybe you're going to do a new technique. You see, I'm going to go from mowing vertically to horizontally. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll do a, maybe I'll start mowing on, uh, maybe I'm going to give up the whole X, Y axis. Uh, and I say, go for it. I say, uh, try it out. The grass will probably grow back, maybe. But someone else might have some op- other opinion about it. That's the only thing. But, you know, you do some stripes. If, you know, your kids will at least get a kick out of it. So, oh, what was my point? The intro goes on and on and on. Yes, it does. Because I get a lot of people that say that in a strong way. And I say, yeah, it goes on and on and on. It's here for you. It is a show within a show. It's not part of the housekeeping or anything. It's part of the house sleeping. Uh, housekeeping. This is house sleeping. See, Scoots, that doesn't make any sense, but it does. And I say, yeah, that's the key to sleep with me. So that's the intro. Then there's business. Again, that's how the podcast comes out twice a week for free. And that business is key to that happening. Then there's our story proper, where tonight it'll be a little bit of an autumnal, uh, it'll be a a Halloween costume-themed episode where we're going to look back at some 1980s and earlier Halloween costumes, uh, some catalogs and some history. So that'll be fun. And oh boy, if you, if you, if you can't sleep, you're in for a treat really, because there's some, uh, misspellings in there that really cracked me up. I can't remember them now. I'd like to tell you, can I, is it okay if I spoil things for you? Because they, I, I, I honestly don't know. I thought Darth Vader was V-A-D-E-R. In the costume catalog, they spelled it V-A-D-A-R. Now, it makes sense later on when you hear the history of the costume company because they were getting things to market before they knew they'd be popular. There was also, I think Yoda they called Yaga or something. Or Yoda, Yoder, and there was one or two other ones. Uh, this is pre-Ewoks too, so I don't know if they would have spelled the Ewoks. Oh, Boba Fett, that was the one. I can't remember Yoder. Maybe it was Yoder or Yo Yola. It wasn't Yolo, but they definitely said Boba Fett, and I said, "Yeah, that's who raised Boba Fett." You know, uh, good old Boba Fett. I remember reading that book as a child. That's who baby Oso needs is a little Boba Fett. Uh, you go live with her for a while out in her cottage, you know, in one of the, in the outer rim, probably. I mean, talk about a useful place. She probably knew more than Yoda did. Boba, Boba Fett. Uh, anyway, I got to get back to the sleep podcast I make. So the intro goes on and on and on. Then there's the story. Oh, then there's business. Then there's the story. Tonight it'll be kind of a historical uh, catalog look type episode. And then at the end of the show, our thank you. So it's a structure show. That's why I make the show. Hundreds of thousands of people said, give it a few tries. It takes a little while to get used to. So I'm just telling you that to try to say, oh, okay, let me just see how it goes. Uh, but if it doesn't work, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank yous there for you. But I'm glad you're here. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. uh, And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. 
And here's a couple of ways I'm able to be here for you free twice a week. All right, everybody, this is Scooter here, and this is going to be in a, a, diff- a little bit different uh, episode. It's a combination of a couple styles. And uh, so because of the season of, uh, I guess we can say Halloween season, and when kids dress up in costumes, and I did want to look back. I know I did an episode like costumes of my youth or something like that. That was a personal episode, a personal essay style episode a few years ago. Uh, so, I, like, and I, I probably did some research at some point about. It seems like there was just this one company that made the majority of costumes of this one style of costume. That uh, that was the main go-to, other than homemade costumes, at least in my mind, in my memory. And it did become this weird sort of uh, self-perpetuating thing. I mean, I think that there was the convenience of... Uh, so this would be costumes that kids would wear from age 3 to age, uh, I don't even know, 12, uh, 13. Uh, if you didn't have a homemade costume or you made one yourselves... And I kind of talked about, you know, my, my mom, like there were years where my mom would make a costume. And then there was years when I got into uh, maybe sixth grade or fifth grade was the first time I made my own costume. Maybe, for, but in between those years, you would wear one of these plastic. It came with a pla- very cheap plastic mask and then a vinyl kind of apron so we're going to read a little bit about that, look at a couple of catalogs, and uh, yeah, take a look. So the first thing I'm going to look through is an article from 2017, 10-29-2017 by Charlie Moss. Uh, it was published on uh, Thrillist.com, and it's uh, like I'll be paraphrasing and... Uh, yeah, it's an interesting, bizarre story behind those uh, old-school string Halloween masks. And they interviewed uh, John James Miller, a costume historian and child of the 70s who grew up uh, loving those nighttime strolls. His three favorite costumes were C-3PO, that's hard for a dyslexic, Spider-Man, and two DC, oh no, no, one Marvel and one DC superhero whose names can't be spoken in a sleep podcast, I just realized. And as I said, they came with a sl- oh, they were sleeveless vinyl smocks and uh, the plastic masks that fit over the face with a, s- a single thin rubber band. At some point, they went from a rubber band though to like a. I'm for remembering like it would get caught in your hair and stuff, but it went from a rubber band to like a elastic uh, with uh, some sort of material. They vaguely re- re- represented the characters. Uh, and I loved them. They were all from the Ben Cooper Costume Company. And for three decades, from the 50s to the late 80s, uh, they provided all the pop culture uh, icons. Uh, and they had an uncanny ability to predict what was going to be popular. And it became Ben Cooper Incorporated became uh, synonymous with Halloween, a trendsetter, for kids looking for something more than just a generic. Uh, I think it also kind of is interesting how, I guess in some sense it shows the positivity of play. 
Because when you think about when a real, like even a poorly made uh, home costume would have looked better than one of these, but one because it was popular, but also because of the suspension of disbelief. And in some healthy way, I think, like whatever your costume, joining in the sense of community uh, play, it didn't really matter. I don't know. I guess it goes both ways. Like everything in life, it's a gray area. But uh, it was inexpensive, uh, fostered children's imaginations. There you go. And as more adults began taking part in uh, more elaborate costumes, uh, they couldn't compete with this more child-focused model. Oh, it was also on a podcast episode, it looks like. Uh, it was founded in 1937, originally Vaudeville and Masquerade Company, like uh, founded by Ben and Nat Cooper, two siblings. Uh, in the garment district, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Ira Nat's son worked, uh, worked with his father, uh, and was an outside salesman from 76 to 80. Now is an English, at the time of this article, an English school teacher in, uh, New Mexico, uh, the company Ben Kubrink went after was Walt Disney in the thirties and the forties. Uh, that was where they got started. It's interesting, just like Nintendo uh, did those uh, those cards. Uh, uh, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Mickey Mouse. Uh, and then once they had them, they, they were able to license other emerging characters uh, from radio at first. Uh, and as the company's catalog expanded, so did Ben and Iris' imagination. Trying to innovate, uh, they came up with different, uh, like uh, their own IP stuff, uh, and interventions. The 70s it became, uh, they took advantage of popularity of Marvel and DC, Hanna-Barbera, then Star Wars. And it says, uh, this is a quote, they were always uh, right ahead of the trends, and it still boggles me how they were able to allocate resources and effort on something that was not guaranteed it was going to pop up by Halloween. But they got the Star Wars license before anybody else uh uh, while they like the, the deal with the Kenner toy company was legendary, uh, the costume rights were easier to negotiate because it was before uh, cosplay and high end memorabilia. Uh, they would begin production of stuff 10 to, to, 10 to, to 8 to 10 months beforehand. Uh, that meant anticipating the excitement around something like Star Wars. Uh, but they were already 40 years old at that point, their company. Uh, like, uh, but they were ready while Kenner was not for the demand of the 1977 ho- holiday season. Uh, but they weren't laughing because of the flood of money coming in. Iris says at the time, the company had no idea how it's going to meet demand when you're in a rush to pursue something timely. You don't necessarily increase your profits by increasing the volume. You have to be, you know, you, you have to have experienced crews. And then in the 80s, some people, uh, like, there was a kind of change in, in, in trick-or-treating versus home parties, and then uh, that slowly changed to more adults celebrating Halloween. And that's where, like, people wanted a high-quality cloth costumes. Uh, well, Ben Cooper Inc. did have cloth, co- cloth coupons, not cloth coupons, uh, cloth costumes. Cloth coupons, good for one Santa Claus, uh, it proved to be too expensive and too complicated for the company to handle. 
Unlike their inexpensive boxed costumes sold at toy stores and seasonal department stores, uh, pricier cloth costumes were sold on hangers, which took up more room, mess, meant less room for merchandise, and required customers to try them on. Yeah, that was the other thing. These were all one-size-fits-all. Or maybe they came in, like, small, medium, and large. We'll find out as we dig into the catalogs. Uh, 30 years later, the shift that took place in the 80s has ultimately helped them because Halloween isn't for kids anymore. Miller and Ira are using that to their advantage. Uh, together with Ira's daughter, Shafira, they're uh, resurrecting it. Uh, they acquired the band, brand Bank. And, you know, I guess they're capitalizing on nostalgia. Yeah, it looks like, uh, oh, this is an exhibit at a, a museum. Uh, but, yeah, the people are selling them on eBay a lot. Uh, and, oh, I guess they have a new merchandise. So, so, anyway, that was one article. Let's just see what uh, Wikipedia has to say about it. Uh, Ben Kubrink yeah, started in 1937, defunct in 1992. Yeah, they show kind of the corporate history, which we covered, uh, let's see, 1940s, uh, 1970s, and 80s. And then, yeah, the, then the 80s kind of, a lot of stuff changed. Uh, Increasing sales in the 80s were not enough, though, to stave off uh, the the decline of the business. Um, Collectability. They do remain uh, collectible boxed costumes with the box uh, the most. So that's the Wikipedia. And I have downloaded some other ones uh, here. I guess let's start with the 1986 or 80. Oh, no, that's not a Ben Cooper one. Let's start with... uh, some of these are from PlaidStallions.com, which I used for stuff, stuff, and then I have a couple other ones. Okay, we've got a 68, a 70s. Let's start with this one. Okay, this is from, oh, 1980. So it opens, it's got a real picture on the cover. It says Ben Cooper, number one with copyright costumes, ponchos, masks, over-the-head rubber, uh... And even ones, you know, that have uh, stuff that looks like uh, hair has the address for their office and uh, factory. And it has like a kind of, uh, on the front it has a famous uh, Halloween character. Uh, Then on the first page of the catalog it says uh, Halloween 1980, number one sales traffic builders. It has a cartoon drawing of kids so not real kids they're not exactly realistic but the kids all look like they're dancing or the kid in the middle looks like he's dancing and the kid on the right does but the kid on the left is faking being uh well i guess it makes sense why they don't have because these drawings of kids are one size fits all and then you don't see where that the kids are behind the mask. Uh, so the first one is Superman, big superhero. Then Hulk, TV superhero. So this was, I guess, when the Hulk TV show was on. And the Hulk was wearing purple pants. A lot of times, because the mask didn't make sense, they also have a picture. Like the Superman character looks like Superman's outfit. Though it always had like a gaiters like around the... Um, calf to the floor like we say 
I don't know, because you just wear your regular shoes. But the Superman does have, like, it kind of looks like blue jeans more than a Superman outfit. But then the Hulk has purple pants like the Hulk would wear, but the Hulk had purple shorts. But purple jeans, I don't know if Bruce Banner wore purple jeans. And then purple jeans and the purple rain. But it has a picture of the Hulk on the the shirt. And then the other one is Darth Vader. And so it has a picture of Darth Vader. It says Star Wars. And then black pants. Darth Vader does have a cape. So does Superman. Shorts, all are short-sleeved. I don't know. Is that spelled right? Darth Vader. D-A-R-T-H-V-A-D-A-R. I thought it was Darth Vader. But what do I know? Uh, then page two. We have... Uh, Wow. Page two is interesting. Uh, page three. Exclusively, our, exclusively ours. Number one characters kids love. Uh, the first one is an interesting, famous Halloween person. But they have uh, like a, like a, some curly hair. Kind of like a perm. And then uh, their name on the shirt, like they say, oh yeah, tra- like the I sing the song Transylvania six six five thousand, and then they have purple pants as well. Then we have one with a dress. I'm not sure. Oh, I guess it's a smock, a strawberry shortcake. My sister may have had this one, maybe not in 1980 because she would have been, she wouldn't have been in the costume yet. I, mean, I guess she would have been four. But uh, it has a strawberry shortcake. Uh, like this one's not a close-up of strawberry shortcake, though. She's kind of she has her cat, some strawberries, and she's kind of digging through a, a, a strawberry b- b- briar. And then the Mickey Mouse. It's in quotes. It says "world famous." Uh, and Mickey has his hands up, like a surprise, but he has like eyes that look like he's trying to hypnotize you. It's not a very good look, uh, I'll be honest. And Mickey has, for some reason, a checkered vest, like you would see, kind of like a checkered cab, yellow and black checks, red pants. But then underneath the vest, in a, a bow tie that says Mickey Mouse, is Mickey Mouse below it in a red, red pants and a checkered vest. So, I don't know. Okay, then sales power for our number one superheroes. Uh, and so this one has three superheroes. None of them have their pictures on their shirts or their chests. I definitely had it was the third one, either my brother or I had, because it's very silver, silvery, so we'll get to it. Uh, but the first one is... Uh, our fr- friend, that the, the the hero of the webs, uh, web hero. And I think it, that says TV superhero. So I think that was when, it wasn't, the, wasn't our web friend uh, on a show, like on an electric company or something? So I don't know if that was, was it. Uh, then we have Wonder Woman, TV superheroine. And she, her outfit looks, except they still have the same jeans with the red lower section of the pants. 
And then they have Robin's sidekick, uh, Bruce Wayne. But his outfit is from not even like the one on the TV show. It's silverly. I remember it was silver, silvery instead of gray. He has a, a, a cape as well. Robin's sidekick. Uh, and I don't know. I think either my brother or I had that one. Okay, next, now we go to not color anymore in the catalog. Uh, we're the first in promotional, all vinyl, tiny tot costumes. Uh, they have, is it Casper or some non-branded Casper? Oh boy, and then another one, a bit like Lady Witchbeard. Uh, maybe somebody in my family had that one. They had a thousand and one box assortment and then a hanger form assortment. Uh, oh, this is 48 pieces uh, of boxed assortment. Oh, oh, this is probably a pretty good deal. I wish they had the pricing, the wholesale pricing. But let's read this. Uh, if you get the 48 piece boxed assortment or a 20 feet, 24 piece hanger assortment, a popular economy promotional line of costumes, traffic builder, you won't be undersold. These are designed by Ben Cooper experts in smart, color, bright colors. Vinyl costumes are vivid colored, heat sealed for durability, windproof, waterproof, uh, full face duro vinyl masks, a two piece window box, or on hanger forms. Tiny tot sizes are three to five. So these are costumes for three to five year olds, uh, or sizes three to five. There's also a bunny uh, who in the cartoon is dancing, a little fairy who looks more like a princess because she has on some sort of robe, a kitty cat uh, who is the kid is doing a kitty cat, and then a CLO to the WN. Okay, page two has another assortment set. Uh, This is probably different sizes, though. And it has, uh, these are non- so it has another Casper lookalike, uh, another singer, a different style costume of Transyl- singer of Transylvania 65000, a uh, Frankie who's dancing. That one looks kind of cool. And yeah, this is a hang, this is a 1201 boxed assortment, uh, or you can get the hanger one. Budget lines, uh, same thing, you get them in small, 4 to 6, medium, 8 to 10, or large, 12 to 14. And that also came with the CLOWN. Uh, what is that one? I wish it wasn't covered up. Uh, there's a Lady Witchbeard type style one. There's somebody that looks like they worked with uh, Get Bessos uh, back when they ran that startup under the, you know, in the Middle Earth. Okay, and then the next page is we're the number one biggest in copyright Halloween costumes, most famous uh, television and comic strip heroes that kids know and kids love 52 weeks a year. Oh, they have a Doctor Strange. Uh, wow, they were so far out of each other time. The Thing from the final four, the, what do you call that, the fa- Fabulous Four, Fantastic Four, Captain America, and then my brother had this one. Right next to Captain America it was really great, great one. Really bright colors. That was Captain America's nemesis, uh, who then had to work on that weird planet uh, in one of the like Avengers movies. 
Let's see. All of these assortments are 36 pieces. Um, so you'd buy a set of them. That's pretty smart, though. Full face, you know, masks, uh, heat durability, uh, self-selling promotional box, different sizes. And I, I think it's Dr. Strange. I mean, talk about, holy cow, no wonder the stuff's worth money. Uh, then they have a page of, I guess, uh, oh, no, more. Uh, so they have a Disco Dazzler. I don't know if that was a show. It looks like it was some sort of IP. Then they have uh, a, uh, uh, a, w- a woman of the web, it says. Uh, somebody else, I can't tell what they're doing. Oh, uh, Ponch and John, I think, from Chips, maybe. And then the Lone Ranger. Uh, then we got another page, Yogi Bear, Carrie from Little House on the Prairie, Raggedy Ann. This is interesting. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff, it doesn't make any sense. So Raggedy Ann does not look comforting to me. Uh, but it, it ha- she has on like what looks like a dress, and it says Raggedy Ann has her picture. Then Yogi Bear has the the child, the cartoon child is touching the bow tie. It has a bow tie, or maybe it's a collar. Then a tie with a picture of Yogi Bear on it. Then Carrie, Little House on the Prairie, has a dress uh, with the pictures of the family, other family members of Little House on the Prairie, and something that says Carrie from Little House on the Prairie on there. So you don't have to. That's pretty smart. In some sense, because if people don't know who you are, then it says it on there. Then it just says Flintstone. And again, this one is not comforting. But then it says it looks like the picture on the uh, chest of the child says Fred Flintstone. But Fred looks like he had way too many ales at uh, whatever the Moose Lodge, like 5,000 ales. Then a famous bozo. And then it says Tom and Jerry, but it's just Tom. And the, the, he's doing like a cat dance. Bozo's doing some sort of dance. So a lot of fun people having uh, these drawings. And then they say Super Tots, ours alone. So they do have Jerry on this page, but it just says Tom and Jerry. Then another Bozo, Cinderella. Minnie Mouse, another Raggedy Ann. These are the Super Tots uh, collection. Super Boy, Donald Duck, holy moly. I'm surprised Disney must not have, this is like, uh, you should look up this Donald Duck. Because it does not look like a duck. Uh, and it does, like, looks like, I guess, like, what Donald is, like, if I imagine what Donald's inside life is like, this mask of Donald the Duck looks like that. Oh, cool. Now we get into another page here. Uh, this is another assortment. Uh, Tinkerbell, Snow White, Cinderella. So Tinkerbell does look uh, cool, just not like a, like a Tinkerbell. Um... She looks kind of like more like a, a forest sprite. Uh, you say Scoots Tinkerbell is a forest sprite. I say, okay, well, this costume then portrays her in a way. Vincent from Black Hole, which was like BB-8 before BB-8 was even a twinkle in R2-D2's eye. Uh, Vincent from the Black Hole. 
Then another Donald Duck who has a, like, a star-spangled vest on, and then Donald Duck on the chest. And that one does not look like Donald Duck either. It kind of looks like some sort of, like, it looks like something out of a Simpsons, like, where it's like some duck like Donald that's been out too, too late. And then they have Mickey Mouse. I'm not kidding. The Mickey Mouse in this uh, catalog has a five o'clock shadow. And it has kind of a sorcerer's Mickey on the chest, uh, and it's waving. All of the, the two princesses, Snow White and Cinderella, are doing the princess wave. And then they have their first, uh, like, characters with hair. My brother had one of these with hair. I don't remember which one is. Bigfoot, uh, Puppy Pal, and then... Uh, a Transylvania male and female, Transylvanian male and theme females with hair. This was a 24-piece assortment for Scaredy Cats, uh, it says. Uh, and those all come with hair. For Monster Prophets, it says. Oh, boy, here's some other cool ones. King Kong, uh, Godzilla, though Godzilla's wearing pants, and King Kong. And Frankie. It's interesting that they're on the pages together. That would be pretty cool if, like, one of the Godzillas had a full-size, like, a 40 or 400-foot Frankie. Um, Godzilla's actually spewing, well, Godzilla's spewing fire, but it, uh, say technically that's not correct. Uh, Oh, my gosh, we're getting into more stuff here. So then they have Buck Rogers. This is all before my time, or a lot of it is. Then uh, Robin's sidekick, the web buddy, Hulk, uh, Mork from Mork and Mindy. And then some sort of Superman. There must have been a Superman reboot or something. This is in black and white, but it's a blonde uh, Superman, it looks like. Oh, and uh, according to... um, Plaid Stallion pointed out that Mork is doing a Vulcan hello. Then we have uh, uh, another web web person. Uh, uh, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some of these. How I can say them. Supergirl, Wonder Woman, super selling heroines. Uh, Annie. That's pretty cool. Strawberry shortcake. And then uh, someone that you'd expect with Robin, and she had a motorcycle, I think, on that show. Uh, Nobody's sidekick, she would say. Plastic Man. Now, I remember seeing that show. I don't know if it was like an add-on cartoon. Micronaut. Never heard of Micronaut. Isis. uh, Like one of the Egyptian goddesses. Oh, yeah, it says, according to uh, Plaid Stallions, Isis and Plastic Man were still stars in the 1980s, while Holly Hobby and Biotron were stars of the... So, Holly Ho- there's Holly Hobby. Never heard of Micronaut uh, or Isis. I mean, in, in, not in a fictional form. Then we have Tiny Tot Superheroes. This is funny because it's Tiny Tot Superheroes. So they have Superman, Wonder Woman, Hulk, uh, R2-D2. And R2-D2 on this one looks like they just put a trash can 
I think they probably changed around that mask or it's not. And then a couple other of the other ones. And then back for 1980, Star War. It's, it's uh, and it has some half of the thing from, it says Empire Strike Back. Uh, Star War Heroes uh, Return in Science Fiction's Giant Runaway Best Selling Costumes. And they have C-3PO, R2-D2, who looks, R2-D2's thing looks like a, I don't know, it's reminding me of something from some other piece of fiction. And Yado, and this one it says Yado. So this is like where they think said they were trying to stay ahead of things. And I'm also not making it up. Uh, Yado, good old Yado. And they have Chewbacca, Darth Vader, a trooper, and Baba. Does that say Baba Fett? It does. It says Baba Fett here. Good old Baba Fett. Uh, what do we think about that now? We now have Star Wars Most Wanted Costumes. Yeah, so that's interesting. Baba Fett and Yada. Can't make this sell. Oh, Sesame Street. Uh, you have Big Bird. And Big Bird does have striped like Ernie. Uh, Ernie, uh, again, some of these just look like somebody stayed up. Whoever drew these must have been drawn them in the 60s and the 70s or still like living in that era. Because there is a sense. But I guess these weren't, this wasn't marketing material. This is for stores that were buying the, it wasn't for consumers. So I guess it's a whole, maybe it was supposed to be more fun. And the Count, uh, Cookie Monster. I remember somebody having a Cookie Monster, Grover, and the Grouch. Not Oscar, just the Grouch. But it does say Oscar the Grouch and Cookie Monster on their things. You say, who are, what is that? But Cookie Monster, my brother Ted was Cookie Monster. He had that, one of those costumes. And probably not till like 83 or 84, at least. Uh, then more copyright exclusives, kind of the same ones. Uh, the other, su- some alternative Superman that we've seen. And then these ones are ponchos, mean big sales on our copyright exclusives. Uh, so I guess if this is raining or something, they have Hulk, Mickey Mouse poncho, and you could get a rack or hanger for them. They had an eight dozen rack, uh, came with a dozen Hulk, a dozen Mickey Mouse, a dozen uh, Robin's sidekick, one dozen Darth Vader. I mean, I could be smelling that wrong, but I think it's V-A-D-E-R. This is V-A-D-A-R. Frankie, Transylvania 65000, Superman, Web Buddy, a dozen of all of those, uh, Vinyl pon- ponchos that can be worn all year long as playwear. And some come with a mask and hood. All ponchos are waterproof. And they're made from vinyl. And there's more here. Uh, some sort of uh, the uh, Transylvania, Frankie. Those are the 1900 poncho pack. Uh, Holly Hobby got a poncho. Darth Vader, Superman, a couple other heroes whose names we won't say. Oh, and then add-ons. They had uh, different uh, figures you could buy. What are these? Uh, 
Ben Cooper, superhero, exclusive TV hero favorites. Uh, I don't know. Are these action figures? Realistic, hand detailed uh, action figure on a string. Seen 52 years, weeks a year on TV. Comes in display box. So I don't know if that's a costume or what, uh, or a toy. Then they have Super Birds on their own string. Wiggly figures kids love. This Halloween, the Super Birds are coming, and they fly on their own string. Oh, these maybe these were decorations. Uh, they had other ones. Uh, realistic, lifelike jiggle and wiggle on a string. Yeah, they have Transylvania 65000. Oh, Doctor Strange. Uh, uh, Captain America's nemesis, the thing, soft vinyl action figures that are exclusively ours and jiggle and wiggle on a string. Okay, then we get into other add-on things uh, in blister packs, uh, specs. So they had different kinds of disguise glasses. Uh, neither one of these looks like Groucho Marx, though. And these are both already priced at a dollar. And then a two-in-one disguise kit with a beard or a moustache, uh, a masquerade kit. Uh, oh, I lost my page there. Uh, which had, oh, I think I bought one of these one time. You could be a pirate, you could have teeth, you could have nails. Then uh, style it yourself, long hair wig, or one yard of hair disguise kit. Uh, more popular disguise kits. I definitely bought one of these different sets of teeth uh, with finger, like like uh, fake fingernails, uh, glasses, uh, uh, popular half masks, uh, Ben Cooper trick-or-treat bags. Uh, that's, I guess, an easy add-on or a giveaway. Super Friends, a trick-or-treat with Mickey, Goofy Donald, and Snow White's nemesis. And then the Flintstones, wait, the, was that dog a Flintstones dog? Oh, no, it's Hanna-Barbera, because they see Yogi Bear, Fred Flintstone, and then the Jetsons' dog. Uh, then some more masks. Uh, I don't know if it's a recap or this, you could just buy masks only, but they had Mickey. These is actually pictures of the masks. Uh, Mickey... Not sure who that is. Uh, some some Marvel superheroine. Uh, Captain America, the Thing. Maybe no one wanted to be any else, any other member of the Fantastic Four. Uh, Jerry uh, Tweety Bird, maybe, or some sort of Bird Roadrunner. I don't know who that is. Uh, Donald Duck and Raggedy Ann. Oh, adult hand sculpted masks. That's what we're looking at. Uh, then they have Vadar, uh, they have a um, Sandperson, C-3PO, Chewbacca, uh, and just a regular generic trooper. Then they have Galactic Hero, so this is Battlestar Galactica fake-outs, uh, Galactic Hero. So I guess that was the other move. They're like, we'll just make masks. We can either sign a agreement with you or make masks like your characters. I guess they didn't have a deal with Universal because they have a lot of stuff that looks like Universal, but I don't see any uh, anything. 
And then more uh, Wonder Woman. What is that one? Uh, some sort of robot. Uh, it's a Night Biotron. Then some more with hair. Sculptured masks, man. Uh, ben Cooper's adult uh, with hair. They have different ones, uh, uh, different styles or different things. They could use them for Mardi Gras or teens and adults. Then they call it, they have different racks you could put your masks on to sell them. Oh, these were expensive. These have the actual prices, two forty nine. For a twenty-two and a half dozen, twenty-two and a half dozen rack, uh, and a one, two, if it's a dozen, oh, I guess, but each one holds, uh, then uh, two fourteen for a fifteen dozen rack, uh, and then one hundred seventy-one for a twelve dozen. Uh, racks are ready, man. Self-selling. Then they had rubber ones. These are actual pictures. My dad, like I said in that episode, he would buy a new rubber mask every year. That was one of the few indulgences he ever had. He never took us with him, though. It was always a mystery. He would come home a little bit before Halloween with his uh, with his all picked out. So it's like kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, you have this kind of secret life we're not a part of. So let's pop over to the 1970, what year is this one? 1986 Ben Cooper catalog. This one, it has everything for Halloween. We put it all together. This one, it has actual people, though. Uh, I got to get it open here. And I got a 3% battery. So this will be interesting, as always. Uh, this is all color photos. So let's see. The first page has uh, the Tot vinyls. They have Casper, a bunny, a fairy, a cat, uh, a C-L-O-W-N, and uh, a lady witchbeard. And then below it, they have like the next size up. Uh, um, and they have it in different orders, so you can't really compare. Oh, I guess the Casper is not real Casper. It's like a, so that must have been what they did. They said, oh, you don't want to advertise? You don't want us to license your mask? Okay. Uh, then they have, I guess, the next level up or something, because they have another Lady Witchbeard one. Oh, these are half masks. Uh, maybe they're paper masks? I don't know. Head topper, they call them. So they have different ones, uh, Frankie, a fairy, some that are like you can't even believe. Uh, then they have the ponchos. Poncho would not be a very good costume because you couldn't hear. I don't remember anybody having a poncho costume. And then let's see what other ones we have here. Oh, some some from the comics, The uh, this purple uh, comic book character, Punky Brewster. Uh, uh, Robotech even, and then Raggedy Ann, some sort of uh, wireless warrior. I don't know. I don't have full. I've got a little pixelation. Mister Potato Head does not look like Mister Potato Head. Must have briefly had Dotty Dog, 
wield warrior that says, okay, then uh, Mickey Mouse, Donald, Tinkerbell, those costumes, I'll be honest, these ones are awful. Uh, and Looney Tunes ones. It looks like the Dis- Disney also like did something because their masks are not masks, they're drawn on. That's the same. Maybe the masks were just so bad. Oh, then they had ones from He-Man. They had He-Man, He-Man's nemesis. Uh, the magic thing that floated around. I don't know if that was good or bad. Let's see. Some other characters who I don't even know. Oh, I think these are He-Man's. Uh, maybe those are characters. That, like I said, I wasn't a big He-Man. Or maybe I never said it yet. I said that in a future episode. Uh these are other He-Man people? I don't know. Masters of the Universe. Then they have another set of hair costumes. Those ones are pretty cool. Like, I would wear one of those now. Uh, Woody Woodpecker. Bugs Bunny. What else we got here? So these ones were new. Thundercats. Uh, two different Thundercat ones. Voltron. The kid with the, that's playing Voltron, though, his shoulders are slumped. Also, one of the Thundercats. Uh, some other, some other ones like that. Uh, d- uh, oh, mask. Remember, there was like a like kind of like oh, then uh, GI Joe, Hulk Hogan, Shira. So she's still around. Shira, GI Joe, some sort of. Uh, there's some really interesting ones. Oh, Pound Puppies, Gummy Bears. I loved that show. Flippy Dog, I don't know, but they had two of the Gummy Bears, Cherry and somebody else. Uh, they have uh, a my, two little My Little Ponies, a uh, purple one and a yellow one, uh, a couple of Care Bears, uh, somebody else who... Oh, Glowworm in a Cabbage Patch. You could go as Glowworm the Goodnight Pal. Oh, Popples. I kind of remember that show. Another She-Ra. Yeah, probably some sort of She-Ra's rivals. Dream Glow Barbie. So this was their decline. It seems like because they were probably paying out so much in licensing fees. They had Muppet Babies, Baby Kermit, Baby Miss Piggy, Baby Fozzie Bear. They had some plush costumes. Then they have um, Fraggle Rock, a Dozer, and then a couple other of the Fraggle Rocks. You got Sesame Street. This time Grover's dressed up like a cowboy. Uh... For some reason, Oscar the Grouch has a bowl cut. Uh, I don't remember him. Ha- I guess I do. I don't know. Cookie Monster looks good. No Bert. How come nobody wanted to be Bert? Uh, uh, then we had uh, more pajama costumes. That, that might be good to keep, put your kid right to bed. Uh, those are kind of generic. Um, teddy bear, a bunny, a tiger. Uh the heck is that one? Popple? Glow, another glowworm. Muppet Baby Kermit. That's a winner. Then, yeah, they were getting into fabric costumes like that article said. Oh, and then they even have adult ones, uh, which are all kind of ridiculous. And no wonder uh, 
It's like being a child of the 80s. You say, okay, well, yeah. This is how we're, this is the environment we're raised in. They have makeup, uh, uh, they have dress up sets for all ages. They came in plastic bags. Some like, uh, you know, you like one piece suits, uh, different capes, uh, and yeah, different like makeup kits. I remember when this got popular. Then you could get some wigs, uh, like kind of like we covered it. And then the, the over the head, uh, rubber, rubber masks, uh, Funkies, uh, punkies, the punkies. So they have different ones, uh, uh, carnival style ones, Mardi Gras style ones, topper, comic opera ones, a fantastique over the head, long plush hair. Uh, yeah, ones with hair there. Uh, hats, uh, sateen fabric and giant hats, uh, derby hats. The guy modeling the hats really put a lot of work in. He's making a lot of different faces. Hopefully he found work after this. This is worth it. I'm not even kidding. I love this. I have a new hero. Maybe me, I should have reached out to the guy at Pizza at McDonald's and see if we can track this guy down. Okay. You have to look this up. So this is the 19... Go to PlaidStallions.com, 1986... Uh, what is this, the Ben Hamper or whatever catalog? And then go to, like, the pages where they have the different hats. Uh, so he's in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He looks like um, the guy on Dawson's Creek, or James Bleeker, or what was his name? That's definitely not his name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the actor. He had a show where he played himself recently. I mean, it's not the same person anyway. But so the guy's making faces in every single picture. And he's acing it. Like, he brings joy and amusement to everything. He also looks a little bit like uh, Dominic that was on Lost and was also uh, one of Frodo's people. Uh, a little bit like that. And then, yeah, it finishes up with kind of the the stuff we saw last time. So, yeah, that's a little bit about, uh, I can't even remember the name of the company, though, uh, the Ben Cooper catalog and uh, a little Halloween costume journey uh, for you this uh, season. Uh, good night, everybody.